Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pal. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Hi everyone, I'm so glad you've joined us and today is a special day. Today we are celebrating our future and we are also having our Heart for the House special offering. And today we are going to be intentional by being obedient and responding to God with gratitude while we sow a seed of faith into the future that we have. And today we bring our best gift of sacrifice and we are full of anticipation at what God will do. And I'm excited about that. You know, we don't retreat in the face of challenges, but we press forward in His strength. And today is time for us to invest in the coming year, believing God to do more than we could ever ask or imagine as He builds His church through our partnership. I mean, what an incredible honor. So if you're ready for today's word, just repeat this after me. My heart's open. My mind's ready. I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if you've ever had this experience before. Give me a show of hands wherever you are. Have you ever needed to go into the kitchen and you walk into the kitchen and you forget why you were there? Uh, Like, why am I here? Anybody? I'm sure it's not just me, thankfully. And I find myself often saying, what is the point of me being in this room? And that can happen in so many different areas of our lives. We miss the point of what we're doing. While we have something, it's easy to miss the point, the, the reason for something. I think of our cell phones, you know, that we carry around with us all the time. And you can check your email on it. You can go to social media. You can buy something from uh, Amazon or take a lot. You can do everything on this simple device. But, and it's a big but, did you know that back in the 1900s that this was used to actually call people? to make phone calls. It was actually the point of the device. Yet we do everything else but make phone calls with it. Come on, be honest. Don't miss the point. You know, I don't want us to miss the point like in reading and receiving the word of God. It's not to fill my mind with knowledge, not just to have my ears tickled all the time. It's to be transformed from the inside out, not to be entertained. And I don't want any of us to miss the point, the fact, you know, that I'm alive. It's a fact, I'm alive. This Christian life that we live has a purpose. We are here to glorify God, every one of us. Well, how do I do that? I worship Him. I praise Him. I pray to Him. I live a sacrificial life. I tell other people about Jesus. That brings glory to God. And it's also to enjoy him forevermore. That means there's a peace that comes with knowing God. There's a joy that comes from knowing God. It's not based upon what happens to me. That's just happiness. No, it's based upon who he is. That's my joy. There's a benefit to knowing God. And I don't want to forget that because that's the point. Because when you miss the point, you know, it's nothing more than just wasted opportunities. And it's a waste of time. And I don't want you to miss the point of this life. And John chapter 12, Jesus is meeting with people. And then he gives this incredible teaching that he shares with this group of people. And I'm just taking verse 24 out. But he says there in verse 24 of John 12, 
truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Because of the sake anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Jesus begins the statement by saying, truly, truly. And by stating that, Jesus is making a point that whatever comes next, no matter what it is, it's an emphatic statement that he's making. Everything Jesus said was true. But he's saying, what I'm about to tell you next is very, very important. So don't you miss it. And to follow up truly, truly, you know, he follows it up with a ultimatum. Yes, an ultimatum. He says, unless, unless, and I don't know about you, but every time my parents said to me, or else, or unless, it always elicited a reaction. It let me know, oh, you know, there's consequences to this. And Jesus is letting me know there's this way, a way to prosper and a way to thrive, or there's the other way, which will be emptiness and missing the point of what this life is all about. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground. You know, he say, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground, there wouldn't be another harvest. So the purpose of the seed was to get back into the ground. So from the harvest comes a seed that goes back into the ground. That's its purpose. That's the point. So that it could bear more fruit. The Bible says in that verse, much fruit. And I believe our lives are filled with seed. But seed has no purpose if it's not planted. Imagine if I went to Agrimark and I've got the best grass seed that money could buy. It's got high nitrogen. It, it's wide-bladed and, and it will grow in full, full shade. And I've prepared the soil by putting in phosphates and, and everything is needed. And then I take that bag of seed and I put it in the back of my garage. What benefit does this amazing bag of seed have to my garden? It has no use. So the potential for growth and harvest lives inside the seed. That's inside of the harvest. An apple has seed. And one seed, just one seed, has a tree in it. And the problem in the world today is everything is seed-related. And we either store it all away or we throw it all away in our lifestyle. Your relationships are a product of seed, of the seeds of, of love and friendship that have been deposited into your life. Somebody's encouraged you. Somebody's believed in you. Somebody saw you when you were on your own in that lunchroom and offered you a seat. Our whole life is like that. Whether it's our education, somebody sowed wisdom into you. Your business started because others planted seed into you and you're a product of planted seed. Your salvation is the product of planted seed. You have the seed of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Somebody took a seed of faith and the seed of kindness and talked to you when you were far from God. They loved you. They didn't judge you, you know, and they sowed into your life. They showed you how Jesus saw you as the sinner who needed to be saved by grace. And they planted a seed and somebody else came along and watered it. But God is the one who brought this harvest into your life. And now your spirit has come alive and you're walking with Jesus and your life is transformed and you've got your head on straight and you're in church, praise God. You're the product of planted seed. And the problem comes 
when we take the harvest that comes from us and we store it away. Or we eat it all. We consume all of it instead of planting it back into the ground for the good of others first and reap a benefit in our lives second. What if somebody who had the power to do something good in your life withheld that inclination, failed to sow a seed in your life that could have touched you, you know, your life was broken and they could have given you a hand, but they just left you on your own. What if that person withheld the good things that they could have done to you and for you? What would you call that? I call that mean. I call it negligent. Proverbs 3.27 says this. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. You can replace good with seed. Do not withhold the seed from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Today, we have an opportunity to replant the seed of the harvest in our life for the good of others and reap a harvest in our own life. God has blessed us, but it's not just for us. So, as I said, blessing first, benefit second. God's blessed you, and it's not just for you. Not for you to hold, for you to hide, not for you to, to reserve. God has placed something in, on, over you so that he can get it through you. And when a seed is planted, and only then can it experience its purpose. I deal with a lot of people who feel that they are not walking in their purpose. And many times it's because the seed that is in their life, that has done so much for them, that has changed their life, that has turned their life around, it's not being replanted. It's being held up. It's, it's being stockpiled. It's being, you know, hoarded away. And it's, it's being of no use to anyone. The best way to find your life is to give it away. The best way to feel fulfilled is to die to yourself, to put the seed in the ground so that it can, can create, really create a harvest. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. Man, I'm amazed how many people isolate themselves and end up alone. The enemy's purpose is to lie to you. Say so he wants you isolated. He comes to steal and rob and kill. And today we are in unity. We are a family coming together. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And I found out that the seed must receive pressure for it to experience its purpose fully. It's the only way. If you ever do experience wine, it's when grapes are crushed. If you use oil when you cook, the only way to experience that oil is when the olive is broken and crushed. And often the only way that God gets stuff out of us, you know, that we've received when, 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 when he's blessed us is when we ourselves receive some pressure. If you don't want pressure in your life, that's okay. You'll spend your life in your parents' lounge, you know, playing video games or whatever. But if you want to do something good in your life, you have to get used to pressure so that the good things that are in you will get stirred up and come flying out of you. That's what happens with pressure. Good things come out. Listen, it can burst apart, but it can also make a diamond. Man, there is no fruit that comes from a seed in isolation. 
who a seed that's unplanted. God wants you to bear fruit in your life. And I believe today in your life, that must be planted for it to produce a harvest. Galatians 6.10 says this, For then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. And today you are planting your seed in the local church. It's the one thing that Jesus died for. He didn't die for the parent church organization. He didn't die for your business, even though that's awesome. He didn't die for your school. He didn't die for your education. He died for his bride. And the bride of Christ is the church expressed through the local church within a community. And I've noticed if you want your investment to go far, if you want your seed to take root, if you want an, an expansive harvest, then what you're doing today is going to produce, as the passage said, much fruit. And many of you have planted the seed of your time. And it's fantastic because you can't ever get that time back. Your time is extremely valuable. Your time impacts people. They may not remember the things that you did, the meal that you made, the errand that you ran, the prayers that you prayed, any of those things, they won't, but they will remember that you were there. And there are lots of ways you can invest your time here at the rock. You can also sow the seed of your talent. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. God has given something to you that only you can do, that he wanted to get through you for the good of other people, so that people will give praise to God, not praise to you, not because they see you, but they praise God. You can serve on a dream team. You, you can get involved. The third seed is what we're planting today. The seed of our treasure. And I've spoken on spontaneous. I've spoken on strategic giving. But today we go to another level. We bring God our best, a sacrificial offering over and above. You know, today our giving accelerates the saving of lives although we're not necessarily storing up the seed in our storehouse, no, but, but we are creating ministries that serve the people, that touches lives, that changes destinies, you know, that turns things around for people. I give every year to the heart for the house offering because I know I'm part of lives being changed. And the purpose of your seed is to produce a harvest so others may live and in return receive another harvest. Blessing first benefit second. You know, Jesus said in the context of John 12, if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Today, the Father will honor you. You know, I've seen how much giving has impacted this local church and beyond. I've seen so many lives changed. I've seen miracles. I've seen marriages impacted. People set free from addiction. Single moms finding a home where they can raise their kids. You know, I've seen so many prayers answered as a pastor at this church. I've seen barren couples fall pregnant, the unemployable 
get jobs. I mean, that's incredible. I've seen the irreconcilable reconcile. I've seen miracle upon miracle. You know, my heart that was offering giving has helped in that. Everything at the rock would look a lot differently if people hadn't sowed their seed. They sowed and gave into the future, which is you right now sitting before me today. Your giving creates a harvest that changes the lives of so many people now and in the time to come, including our own. Blessing first, benefit second. I believe we are rewriting history today. We're creating a brand new destiny for some people. I am so grateful for every single one of you that I have a church that I can trust to bring a sacrificial giving. I mean, we are stretching our faith today and without faith, it's impossible to please God, the word of God says. You know, and it's going to change people's lives. And today, every single one of you has an opportunity to be part of that. How? Plant the seed today of your treasure in the sacrificial gift. And today, we all get to be a part of that. And I believe as we all bring a seed of our treasure today and we put it in the ground, God can bring a harvest that we cannot contain. That would be impossible to store and it will propel us forward you know, and lives will be changed. Families will be healed. Futures will be rewritten. Amen. Come on, let's sow our seed today with an expectation that many will be invited to the table and our obedience will result in a harvest that not only impacts us, but all those that are around us. Come on. Let's pray together right now. Let's bow our heads. Let's come before God. Lord, the point of our seed is for it to be planted, to create an even greater harvest. Lord, we're not going to be hearers of your word only, but doers of your word. And so we bring you the sacrifice of our time, the seed of our talent, Lord. But in a few moments today, we're bringing you the seed of our treasure. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that as you've spoken to us, that you'll continue to speak to us. Thank you for the clarity and the wisdom in the next step that we are taking right now. Lord, I think of the harvest of every prayer on the card that is handed in with the seed. I have an expectation for you to move in our lives, that we would receive a harvest to continue to be a blessing, that we will forever be a funnel of your grace and your goodness to this world. And so today we are making a difference, Lord, for many. Oh God, I pray that you would step before us in all that we do in this huge step of faith into the unknown. I pray, God, that we will know that you are there with us. And I pray for every person sowing the seed today that they would know you are with them. With every single person, every couple, every family, every step of the journey. Amen. If you feel you want to sow into our heart for the house offering, you can find out more on our website below. You need to know that Jesus was also a seed planted, a seed that came from heaven in the form of a man, with his initial harvest being miracles and healing. You know, after living a perfect life, he died on the cross for us. And once again, a seed was planted, but this time in a grave. Three days later, he rose again, just as he said he would, and the harvest became salvation, our salvation. And this just proved that Jesus was who he said he was. And it all fulfilled what had been written in the scriptures hundreds and hundreds of years before. I don't know about you, but I always knew 
I needed a savior. And maybe you're here today, you're online, and this is the first time you've heard it expressed this way. And you think, I understand planting a seed. I understand planting a seed of our time, of our talent, of our treasure. You know, and that does sound good. But where do I start? Where do I start? You start with Jesus. And if you were to be truly honest with yourself, if you were to die today, you would not know where you would spend eternity. All of us will spend eternity somewhere. And the invitation today is to trust and believe in the name of Jesus so that you'll have eternal life later and a better life right now, right here on this earth. And if that's you today, I want to encourage you to pray the simple prayer with me. And you've got to pray it from your heart. I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. Let's pray this prayer together. Join me right now. Jesus, I need you. I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe you are the Savior. I know that you died for me. I know that you rose again, and I place all my hope in you and all my trust in you. Today, I follow you with your help all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, that's the best decision you ever made. I know that you will never walk alone again. Come on, I celebrate with you the new beginning of your life. And I want to challenge you all out there to step forward into all that God has planned and purposed for you because I truly believe the best is yet to come. Until we meet again, share hope, show kindness, and let's be a people that shine Jesus.